0: Perspectives, our continuing series of podcasts to help you understand key issues at the intersection of business and the law. Today we will look at the basics of acquiring a retail liquor license in New York State with Kevin Herson, partner at the New York-based law firm Warshaw Burstein. Kevin has many years of experience as a lawyer in the hospitality industry, helping businesses comply with state liquor laws. I'm Tom Merriam. Welcome, Kevin. Let's start with the basics. What are the most important things you need to know if you want to open a retail
1: establishment that sells alcohol? Thanks, Tom, for having me, first off. Um, there there are three categories, general categories, that the State Liquor Authority is concerned with. They're first concerned about the people. Who are the people that are gonna be obtaining the license and running the establishment? There are, secondly, they're concerned about the premises. What kind of establishment is it? Uh, what's the layout? Uh, who owns the establishment Uh, how is it all going to be set up the third category is the funds they want to know the source of funds it's not just enough that the people that will be in charge they want to know who's funding the um, the operation so uh, with respect to the people uh, everyone is eligible except the following people convicted felons Persons under 21 years of age, non-citizens unless they have a, a visa or, or authority to be in the United States and work. A person who's had a license revoked by the state liquor authority in the last two years, uh, they're they're on a, a, a prohibited list for that period of time. Another category of prohibited people is police officers and persons with an interest in a manufacturing. Uh, operation of alcoholic beverages or an importer distributor because there's a three-tier system in New York and retail uh, ownership has to be kept on that level you can't have ownership at the other two tiers the manufacturer and the and the wholesale distributor with respect to the premises tom the uh, eligible premises are food and beverage places like restaurants and it now includes movie theaters which were not licensable until a couple of years ago when they changed the law uh, Regular theaters, um, live theaters, of course, have always had uh, licenses, as people are aware. Concert halls, opera houses, entertainment establishments such as bowling alleys, uh, private dance halls, nightclubs uh, with dancing and or live music. Uh, Those additional... Locations that are permitted adult recreation like golf courses, tennis facilities, uh, skiing lodges, ice skating and boating establishments. Arenas and stadiums are also licensed by the State Liquor Authority and vessels too. Vessels that are uh, involved in navigating the New York waters and there's certain limitations on that. The party boats actually have to get licenses from the State Liquor Authority. The establishments uh, have to be either leased or owned by the licensee. And e- even though you, you have the right through a lease or ownership to, to occupy, the occupancy permitted by the, um, the municipality has to authorize the use for the, 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 uh, the eligible SLA category. So it has to, uh, the certificate of occupancy has to authorize the use as a restaurant or as a dance hall or so forth. There are some special rules. There were, uh, some establishments are prohibited. You can't be within 200 feet of a, uh, a house of worship or a school, it has to be on the same avenue or same street. And the building must be occupied exclusively as a house of worship or a school for it to block your ability to, uh, to have your establishment within 200 feet. There's another special rule that came came about maybe 15 years ago that if there're 3 or more licensed premises within 500 feet of your establishment you have to seek permission of the local community. In New York City, that local community is your local community board. So the license cannot issue until the um, local community board has been consulted by the SLA. So there's a formal process. You go through the community board to see if there's objections, what the objections are, and the, um, the SLA will take that into consideration when they decide to to issue your license.
0: And SLA, of course, is the state liquor authority in New York State. And just a reminder, you're listening to Wash our Bursting Perspectives, the podcast of the mid-sized New York law firm Wash our Bursting. We're talking with Kevin Herson, who has many years of experience as a lawyer in the hospitality industry helping businesses comply with state liquor laws. Is New York State any different than other states when it comes to this, and for people who've had experience trying to get a, acquire a license, say in New Jersey or California, wherever
1: uh, New York is not that different. Its its rules are um, similar to other states. There are some uh, quirks in terms of the the prohibitions within the church uh, and, and the schools and the 500 foot rule prohibition. Um, there, but the three tier system is uniform throughout uh, the country. Uh, I would say New York is um, probably ranks among the more uh, rigid uh, states, in, and they. Uh, they the license is not issued that easily. In in some states like New Jersey, you your license is transferable so you can actually sell it. So they only issue a certain number of licenses. That's not the case in New York. You can't sell the license. You can enter into an agreement to sell your hotel, sell your restaurant, and usually it's conditioned on the new buyer becoming eligible. The good news is because if it's going to continue to run the same way, the, as the prior establishment, that the premises are probably already uh, qualified.
0: There are some special rules that apply here. Maybe you can elaborate on some of them for our audience.
1: Well, the, especially in New York City, you know, as I mentioned before, the the um, the prohibition of putting an establishment within two hundred feet of a of a church. Uh, school or, or synagogue is, um, is, an, is an absolute prohibition the, that rule though is measured on it has to be on the same street or avenue so if it's around the corner and you measure it as the crow flies it's okay As long if it's on the same street or avenue then you're prohibited and as I mentioned before that, that special 500 foot rule is very complicated in New York because the community boards have a lot of control And um, they will go through, each community board will go through a a liquor license establishment's um, setup and operation to determine whether they think it's in the public interest to allow the SLA to issue the license. Some of those categories that they look at to determine whether um, the... it it would be in the public interest the community board will look at the number of licenses within that 500 foot we said three or more triggers the analysis but um if there are 15 within that area that would color them maybe against issuing more Um, whether the applicant is in compliance at its other locations if this is a multiple location that's an important thing for them Uh, the effect of traffic and parking in the area, the noise problem, uh, w- the history of the proposed premises—maybe it was a, a nightclub that had pr- trouble in the fa- in the past—and they don't want that. Uh, other factors of compliance: whether they comply at their other locations with with um, building department rules, fire department, and if there's enough neighborhood opposition, the um, the, the authority will uh, heavily weight that in terms of making its decision.
0: You're listening to Warshaw Bursting Perspectives, the podcast of the New York law firm Warshaw Bursting. We're talking with Kevin Hurson about, well, the ABCs of ABC Law in New York. And Kevin, let's talk about once you have the license, what things you should be aware of when you get to that stage.
1: Well, once you have the license, of course, you have to make sure you operate in a way that is in compliance with the state liquor authority laws. And the most important thing is that you don't sell to minors. That's a that it, it, you do that a couple times, and you can uh, you'll be looking at a suspension. You do it a few more times, and there'll be a revocation. It's very they're very tough on that. Uh, so you can't sell to minors. You cannot sell to people who are visibly intoxicated. So those are two taboos in terms of how you operate. You cannot allow any alcohol to leave the premises. So those are those are three important factors in terms of operation. Uh, on a more technical basis, you if you're going to change your ownership structure, you can't just sell an interest to 35, 40 percent interest in your establishment, first you have to go to the state liquor authority and seek their permission, and that new person has to become qualified or the new entity has to become qualified. And and you're not free in New York just to alter your premises. The um, the establishment, when you submit your application, you give them a plan and you show the layout and how many tables and chairs you're going to have and if you, and, the, and the location of the bar, which is very important. If you want to make alterations to that during the period of time that you have a license, you first have to go to the liquor authority and make an application for alteration and get consent to do that. And that even applies to... Is as silly as it may sound, to changing your seating. If you go 10% down or 10% up, you have to make application to the liquor authority.
0: And Kevin, on the negative side, revocations, cancellations, other penalties. Uh what can you enlighten us about here?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it, it happens, and and it, and it always looks a little scarier than it is because the proceeding, the proceeding that the liquor authority brings when there's any infraction, including uh, one sale to minors or uh, not posting the, um, pre- uh, the the sign indicating that alcohol is is dangerous for pregnant women and so forth, a revocation proceeding is commenced. Now, I'd say 97% of revocation proceedings do not end up in revocation. They probably don't even end up in suspension. They usually end up in, in uh, compliance, and, and some fines are paid. But the more serious establishments, if there's been um, gunfire, if there's been arrest, prostitution, drugs sold out of establishments, they can uh, definitely end up in revocation.
0: Thank you, Kevin Hurson, for telling us what you need to know if you plan to open a retail establishment that sells alcohol. And Kevin, if anybody wants to hear more from you or contact you directly, how can they do that?
1: They can contact me at uh, Warshaw Burstein, 555 Fifth Avenue, New York. And um, my uh, email address is khurson at wbny.com. Thank you very much, Tom.
0: Thank you, Kevin, and please go to WBNY.com for other Warshaw Bursting Perspectives podcasts and for more information about the Warshaw Bursting Law Firm. Thank you for listening. I'm Tom Merriam.